0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Off in the S's, a podcast focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and on today's show, the IMSA GTD class is the largest class on the 2023 grid. Consisting of both professional and amateur drivers, this class can be a stepping stone for the stars of tomorrow. Buckle up as I take you through everything that you need to know about the GTD class. GT Daytona or GTD is one of two classes on the IMSA grid that features GT3 spec cars. These GT3 cars bear heavy resemblance to their road going counterparts. However, they are definitely full on race cars when they come to their performance on track. These cars are designed to be very equal from manufacturer to manufacturer with a homologation process being done by the FIA. What this means is that car manufacturers, not teams themselves, submit their entry to the FIA to be reviewed and ensure that they meet all of the technical specifications outlined by the sanctioning body. Since all manufacturers need to complete this, the result is that all of the cars on grid, regardless of manufacture, are incredibly close in terms of performance. However, they are still not perfectly equal. Since the cars do bear a very heavy resemblance to their road-going counterparts, there can be different things from car to car, such as engine size, engine placement, aerodynamic parts, and just overall different handling. All of this results in some cars being faster than other cars when it comes to specific tracks. This is where BOP or Balance of Performance comes into play. This BOP is used to level the playing field and ensure that the cars are as close to one another performance-wise as possible. This is done by putting limits on car parameters such as weight, engine power, and aerodynamics. Having BOP and the homologation process helps to ensure that one manufacturer does not have a large advantage when it comes to race day. And it also does a pretty good job of helping to keep the costs a bit lower for the teams. In a series like F1, teams are always trying to manufacture better parts, more efficient parts to fit onto their car and gain the fractions of a second out on track. Because of the homologation process, end the BOP process, the performance levels of these GTD cars remain relatively unchanged. And where it really saves money is that teams and manufacturers are not constantly having to make changes to parts on the car to combat creative innovations that another team may have come across. If you're enjoying this video, make sure you crash your thumb into that like button. For the average fan, the GTD class features the most recognizable cars out on track and this is due to the heavy resemblance to their road going counterparts. should be noted that they are the slowest cars that are on the IMSA grid, but they do feature both ABS and traction control and this ensures that the cars can be driven safely by both amateur and professional drivers. GTD is what's called a Pro-Am category. This means that it is a mix of both professional and amateur drivers. IMSA rules permit a maximum of one platinum or gold rated driver per car. For the Rolex 24, two gold drivers are also permitted, and then the remaining spots are filled out by amateur drivers. I'll give you a very brief explanation on the FIA driver ratings that I'm talking about here. A platinum driver has generally won a championship in a professional category, such as hypercar in the World Endurance Championship, or the DPI class in IMSA. These are the best of the best drivers. The other pro license level is gold drivers, and they are generally winners of a major sports car championship, such as GTD in IMSA. Silver drivers have generally won a significant non-professional series, such as the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge, or an endurance race of GT3 level or higher. And bronze drivers are a little bit more vague in how they're categorized, but generally speaking they're defined as drivers who have not met a silver rating but are deemed to have the performance of a bronze driver based on their driving in a monitored series if you think that sounds a little bit complicated you don't even want to know about the process that drivers have to go through each and every year to obtain their license rating but that's just a discussion for another time gtd is a privateer racing series with some of the teams being run by a large dealership chain or wealthy business people. There is extremely strong manufacturer representation in the GTD class. It features entries like the Acura NSX GT3 EVO, the Aston Martin Vantage GT3, the BMW M4 GT3, the Ferrari 296 GT3, the Lamborghini Huracan GT3 EVO 2, the Lexus RCF GT3, the McLaren 720S, the Mercedes-AMG GT3 Evo, and the Type 992 Porsche 911 GT3R. It's fairly easy to spot a GTD car out on track as well. All that you need to look for is the illuminated green number box on the side of the car. GTDs are also pretty well known for having other green-colored lighting elsewhere on the car. This can assist in letting other drivers know at nighttime what class car they're coming up on, as well as for spotters and fans in identifying their favorite car. Or I guess in the case of a spotter, the car that you're trying to spot for. (laughs) GTD cars also uniquely feature yellow-tinted headlights to help denote them on track. Now, one of the truly great things about these GTD and GT3 spec cars is that they can be run in a variety of racing series and one-off races around the world. Series such as the GT World Challenge or one-off races such as the 24 Hours of Nurburgring or the Spa 24. These can all be contested in the same GT3 car, which is a big reason why it's becoming one of the most popular forms of racing in the world. Now, are you new to IMSA or to sports car racing in general? Don't worry, because I have everything to introduce you to the sport of IMSA right here. I'd like to give a big thank you to all of our early Patreon supporters. If you too want to support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash off in the S's. Once again, though, thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend. It doesn't go. Off in the S's. That's going to wrap up this episode, though. Before you go, make sure that you are subscribed to your favorite podcasting app so that you never miss an episode. You can also follow along and interact with us on Twitter or on YouTube at Off in the S's. Once again, thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend and doesn't go off in the S's.